You're listening to the Let's Talk Knicks podcast. Follow us on Instagram at let's underscore talk underscore Knicks or on Twitter at Let's Talk Knicks. Hello and welcome to the Let's Talk Knicks podcast where we talk New York Knicks basketball and other news around the NBA and sports. I am Jason Talbot and with me of course, the man you know, the man you love, the legend Marcus Jinqui. Marcus, how the hell are you? Uh, we are doing, we're doing pretty good. I mean, hoops are back. Playoffs are about to get going. A little gloomy weather today, but you know. Yeah, same here. I kind of I like it. We got the rain falling, but I feel I feel pretty good. Um, Wait, well, how are you? We always forget. We always want to know how Jason. I know. Doing. You know. You, thank you, you, man. I appreciate you that. I'm, uh, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing well. Um, I want to also introduce. I, I don't want to keep this conversation going, leaving our, our man on the sidelines here, just listening in. We got Roger Fish in the building, ladies and gentlemen. He's back. Oh, I'm back. Yeah. How Thanks are you? How me. are you? What? Welcome I'm, back to me. How are you? Yeah, I definitely want to get back to Jason. I'm great. Uh, <laughs> already uh, hit the dog park. Uh, having a, have a good, solid Sunday morning. Uh, we're going to go get some breakfast after this. So, yeah, it's, everything's, uh, everything's going well. Love to hear it. Um, I'm doing well as well. Uh, thank you for, for asking, you guys. <laughs> uh, I did... I did. I did have a little bit of a COVID scare this week. I, I went to get tested. I was getting nervous. Got a pregnant wife in the house. I'm okay. I tested negative. It's good to hear. And uh, it's amazing. You just feel better immediately. You're just like it's all a head game. You just so you I, just want to know. That's that's, that's what <laughs> I just it always need is. to know, man. Uh, yeah, I just wasn't feeling well. Had a some some stomach things going on, and I was like, read. You just you look up anything on the internet about any. Uh, anything going wrong with your body and you just get to this dark place and you're like, Oh man, I could have, I could have a million things at this point, but I'm good. Feeling good. Like you said, hoops are back. We are, we are in the middle of it. Been watching a lot of hoops every day, starting at like one o'clock, uh, East coast time. We got it's a, just a quadruple header starting tomorrow. So playoffs are uh, ready to go. Yeah. So we're done, right? We're done with regular season. It's, it's everything set, ready to go. Tomorrow, um, today, depending on when you listen, playoffs are going to be kicking off. Um, so we've been talking a little bit off the cast about our, our playoff picks, and really we wanted to reset. Now the playoffs have started. We want to make them official. We want to put some bets on the line here. Roger, we didn't get his playoff picks. So to kick it off, Marcus, you would pick the Celtics and the Clippers going to the finals. I had taken the Bucks and the Clippers. Before we confirm our picks, I'm going to kick it over to Roger and get his finals matchup and who he thinks is going to take it home this year. Yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a really exciting uh, time. I'm interested to see you know how the bubble potentially kind of puts a change in all of this and if the regular teams that you think going into were going to be great are still going to be the teams to be. Do, does the bubble situation kind of change anything, which I think will be interesting. Um, I think going out of the East, though I am a, a Bucks fan, I like the Bucks. I like Giannis, I think I got to go with the Raptors. I think the Raptors are still the, the, the team to beat. I think they have 
arguably the best coach in basketball. I think they know how to play within each other. I think they're a really, really strong team. And honestly, I think, I think they could. I think that they could. Put, I think they play the game the kind of way that get into a long series. It makes it really, really hard for teams. And I think it could be interesting if they do get all the way in. I think they play the Bucks hard. I think they play the Celtics hard. So I think if they get in, I think they could be a tough team and potentially go all the way. I won't go that far, but I'll definitely take them out of the East. And then you guys know how I feel about LeBron. So we'll go. Uh, we'll go. We'll go. Lake, we'll go. Lakers and Raptors. That's right. oh, I love the, the Lakers rationale. It's just, it's, yeah, LeBron, I'll take LeBron, I'll which take LeBron. I, I think that's yeah. a good enough argument. How much more do you need? Yeah. I mean, okay. So, my, my, Marcus, as you said, you my pick last time was Celtics, Clippers. But I did also, I wanted to make, I wanted to make a quick switch. And I went with the, I'm going with the Raptors to, to come out of the wow. East. And sticking with the Clippers in the West, but I think just watching watching in the bubble, seeing how they played the regular season, they really have no major flaws in their team. And I'm just like, you know, even without Kawhi, Siakam, I think, is still doing really, really well. Lowry's going to do his thing. Van Vliet still looks great out there. It's just, it's, you know, I think I got to go Raptors. I don't think... I think the Raptors know how to play the Bucks to neutralize Giannis and capitalize when he's not in the game. And I think they know how to take him out of the game. And once you take him out, I don't think that I don't think the Bucks have enough to win in a seven game series. So I yeah, I'm going I'm going Raptors, Raptors, uh Clippers, and then and then I want to take Clippers in six. <laughs> okay. Um, I wasn't expecting that. You threw me off a little bit. Uh, I'm going to stick with the Milwaukee Bucks in the East. I, after watching some games, man, you realize just star players pretty much run the NBA. It's all about the stars. So I, I'm sticking with Giannis, even with a, I guess you could argue weaker bench. I think Toronto, yeah, they play team basketball. I knew I knew Roger was going to come in. College fan loves that <laughs> loves that team basketball. Gonna gonna hype up the coach. I mean, I, I could have called that one. Uh, the the Celtics, I would I would say, kind of a similar vibe. You could say, but I think the Celtics struggled a little bit during the bubble. I think they're scaring off some people, but I think they the just Celtics they need another clicking. year. But I I wouldn't. I, I, I like the Celtics more than I like the Raptors. Still, I think Raptors, for me, are the number three team in the East. But, I'm, dude, I'm not going to bet against the Lopez brothers either. I mean, you watch those guys play. <laughs> they make you feel uncomfortable a little bit. I can't quite <laughs> figure it out. They, they, I mean, what I don't they like are in their, their favorite place in the world. They love, they love Disney World, so maybe that's the, the uh, special juice they need. But, yeah, I'm sticking with the Bucks. Giannis is just – I mean – I don't even think he's the MVP of the league. I mean, I don't know if we're going to get into that today. I just, he's so big and so athletic. And with the new NBA rules, there's like not much you can do to stop it. And now, I mean, the Euro step, uh, which is also just taking three steps and then traveling is allowed. So he can literally walk from the three point line and just dunk it <laughs> almost every play. Uh, oh man. When it comes to the West, can't believe, am I gonna do it? <laughs> I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna switch it to the Lakers. I 
watching the bubble games, LeBron and Anthony Davis taking the rest of the team out. I don't, I don't know. I just, I want to take LeBron. I'm not going to bet against LeBron and he's got Anthony Davis's time, even in his career, you know, we got to play with Wade um, and, you know, with Kyrie and Kevin Love and dude, Anthony Davis is really, really good. And even Kawhi and Paul George, like, I don't think the Clippers can even stop him as well. Like, you know, they can double up LeBron, but him having a player like Anthony Davis, I've just been so impressed with him. Uh, I'm going to take the Lakers. So the two number one teams. LeBron can go playing probably 45 minutes a game for the next two months. Yes. You think? The rest rest helps in the bubble. I, I just, yeah. They're not doing anything else but playing basketball. He's healthy. He looks like he's the best player in basketball. He is. I honestly think it's a joke that Giannis is uh, even getting MVP rights over LeBron after watching him play. It's just like it's not. My only thing with with uh, with Giannis is he can't shoot, man. That's the, that that's what's right. going to get them. And yeah, he can't shoot and pressure having to make, if he's got to make free throws. He's airball. I've, I've never seen someone airball so many free throws. It's that's what makes me nervous about about the Bucks. Bucks, yeah. And, me too. You know that's that, that it's going to get exploited in the playoffs. So we'll see. I, Raptors. I, I still like it. Yeah. But the interesting I just thing, think the I, the interesting. I think thing the East about, is very weak. Yeah. The before. interesting thing we'll that we'll we'll have to see about with the Raptors is if if it does become you know a, a last shot who who takes that shot and who is the player on the Raptors that could potentially put the entire team on their back and win a game by themselves. I think that's the thing to... That's to, the problem. To yep. Jason's point, obviously Giannis is the guy that theoretically is supposed to be that and, guy out of the East, but he actually has then really when, not... If, if Brooke Lopez is left open in the corner. Then he's got Brooke and, in, the, in dude, the corner. He's got Middleton. He's got some... He's got some I was going to say, yeah. I don't think... It's Milwaukee and everyone's talking about Giannis, but Middleton, this dude can play. He can he can hit big shots. Excellent shooter. Can go to the basket. Like that guy is a very very good player. Um, and I, I, you know I, I think he has enough. And and Giannis is a, a a little bit better than last year. He doesn't have to go up against Kawhi and a Raptor team. I still think the Celtics. That's the one team. I'm I'm surprised you switched from the Celtics because if when they get hot, they're they're a good team, man. They they can play. They got a lot and of it's young be, guys. I think it would good be. Shooters. Uh... At East semi, it would be Boston versus Toronto, would it not? I believe it would be. I think it would be. I mean, the Bucks are going <laughs> to get a walkover in the first round. They got to play the Nets. No, they got to play Orlando. Yeah, they got to so play. That's going to be yeah. just like, sure, book them. Yeah, that's a way easier game uh, for the number one seed coming out of the East than it is coming out of the West. I mean, if you if for the Lakers, and I'm sure we'll get to this at a certain point. I like that transition. This is, this is a good transition. <laughs> I mean, the Lakers don't have a walk on the park for their very first uh, for their very first matchup. It's not going to. be. Oh, okay, easy. okay. Here we go. Right, dude. The, the <laughs> you couldn't have served up a better segue to get me heated. I, we want to we want to dedicate this episode to a little bit of debate. And, and Roger just, oh, man, served it up. The softball right over the middle. We're just getting into the playoffs. The Portland Trailblazers love and the Dame love is just, it's everywhere. It's, it's the only thing you can find on the internet these days when it comes to the it NBA. It should be. It should be. So, oh, man. So, let's just get right into it. 
debate episode, round one. Let's talk about the Portland Trailblazers. They made it into the playoffs uh, with a, a narrow victory over the Brooklyn Nets, and then they beat the Memphis Grizzlies. They are the eight seed, and they will be playing the Los Angeles Lakers in the first round. Marcus, you sent me a text at some point saying that they can give the Lakers a run for their money. Did you yes. not? I, I did, and I stand by. <laughs> I And I would like you, if you don't mind, to elaborate before I completely disagree with you and uh, prove you wrong. I mean, I... Okay. I look at this Blazer team. <laughs> They're hitting their stride at the right moment. They've played in all these pressure games to get to where they are. I think if there's any situation, we haven't seen it in a long time where the eight upsets the one. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but I think they take them to six, maybe seven games. Then it's a toss up. Dame is going to carry this team on his back. That is what he's yeah. going to do. He did it last year. Got them all the way to the Western Conference Finals. People forget that that even happened. Like, this is a good team. This Last is not year was just amazing. Like, this is not like, oh, the Suns, who haven't won anything in, like, 15 years, are going to back into that eighth seed and then think that they're going to give the Lakers a run. No. Lakers haven't looked great. They've talked that they're not in the right mindset yet to get into the playoffs. If, any time, if there's any time to get one of these teams, it's in the early rounds where they're still trying to figure it out. Portland's figured out their lineups. They figured out what how the way they want to play. Can Dame score 50 points a game for seven games? I don't think so. But you got him. You got McCollum. Now you got Nurkic back in there, a big that can play against him. And you have Whiteside that can take on a Dwight. Or I'm not saying he can outplay Anthony Davis, but they have the bodies to match up against them. And then they just got scores. And then... If you want Melo open in the corner for a three, he's going to get you buckets. So I don't know how you can say that they're not constructed to push this Laker team. And I'll, and I'll stop there. We can, go ahead. Take okay. Let me, let, me, let me drop some knowledge on you. Okay. Please. The Portland Trailblazers do not, not, not even like a little bit, they play zero defense. They, they it just non-existent against the Mavericks. They let up 131 points. That game against the Nets was a joke. It was fun to watch, but nobody is playing defense at all. Watching Carmelo Anthony play defense is horrific to watch. They have no inside presence. They don't even try. I mean, the amount of times they, they've let up over 130 points is just amazing. So even... I mean, it's hard to even take that away, but they are literally ranked 27th in the league in defensive efficiency. They are at the bottom of the league with teams like the Wizards, the Golden State Warriors, all teams that didn't make the playoffs. Okay, let's take the defense out of it. This team doesn't even have a winning record. They're five ga even after getting into the playoffs, they're five games below 500. In a really good Western Conference, I'll give it that, but... So who did they beat to get into the playoffs? They beat a Mavericks team, who again are all former Knicks for the most part, that don't play defense. They beat a Memphis Grizzlies team where their best player is like 19 years old. They beat the Brooklyn Nets, who their best players aren't even on the team. So now they're going to go up against LeBron and Anthony Davis. 
How are they going to stop them? Well, their strategy is not to stop anyone. So I'm just trying to figure out. This is probably, too, the worst team that Damian Lillard has had in his career as far as his support. I mean, he still has CJ McCollum. He has a old Carmelo Anthony who can score. He's averaging 15 points a game. Okay, I mean, I, I I can find how many guys in the league averaging 15 points a game, like who don't who doesn't play defense as well. So that's the only he's only giving you stuff on one side of the ball. So I'm just like, who on that team is going to stop the Lakers? Who who is even coming off the bench for the Portland Trailblazers? I mean, you talk about guys playing 48 minutes a game. It's literally Dame versus everybody, and it has been. So I'm. I, it's been awesome to watch Damian Lillard play basketball and win these games and hitting threes from the half court. But when he goes against the best team in the West, I mean, I literally think maybe they can win one game. Maybe they steal a game, but I'm, I'm calling sweep. Most likely I'm at about an 80% sure of a sweep. Maybe they'll steal a game cause they win 145 to 144. But I mean, they're gonna I, I'm put sorry. Up- I, I just, I just, I don't, the way that team is constructed and coached, like, I'm not impressed. 34-win team. I'm, I'm, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know what. Okay, okay. You gotta, They've been the only team on TV. They're the only team we're watching because of the storyline. So I get why everyone's talking about them. And you watch the highlights. Oh, my God, look at Dame hitting that shot. But you watch some of these games, and it's it's pretty painful to watch, man. I mean, Dame is amazing. Don't get me wrong. But outside of him, his team is not good. They're just not a good basketball team. I mean, it's and essentially the, the same team that. they had last year, except you're bringing in Mellow's there, Whiteside is there, and Nurkic is back because he hasn't he didn't he hasn't played for a year and a half. So now that they finally have, if I think if they had the entire healthy squad going into the bubble, they definitely would have been above 500. They're playing with a depleted team for most of the season and still managed to get in. You're giving, I think, I think you're taking, I think it's personal feelings on why you think <laughs> Melo is still so bad defensively because he's actually shown a little bit. He's he so little bad defensively. He's so bad he defensively. You're thinking, you're still thinking back to like 2015 when he was playing he's like, like 35 now. How is he, how could he have improved yeah, the still, defense? He's slower and older. He's dropping weight. He's still looking good out there. He's looking better than he was when he was playing on OKC or when he was playing on Houston. Give Mello, give Mello some kudos. I'm not gonna shit on Melo as much as you want to. He's doing what he's Mello. he's doing what he should be doing. He's not the primary scorer. They don't need him to be the primary scorer. But when he's when you kick it out to him and you need a bucket, he can get it for you. And I just I I'm a Melo lover for life. I will. Be. I, I do. I I love Melo. Don't get but me wrong. Personal feelings I just... aside, I think he's in the right situation and in the right position. To help that team, Nurkic dropped a twenty twenty on them yesterday. He's only gonna be like he's the one. I'd say he's the one wild card on there on who can not say he's gonna lock up anybody, but he can score on. He can, he can score. score on they, an Anthony Davis. They, he can score on a, on a Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard's not yes, gonna give you they, much. Javale McGee not gonna give you much. You know, it's it's gonna end up being Anthony Davis and LeBron James, and if you can neutralize one of them. 
There's nobody else. How? But but they're 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 the third. They're arguably the worst defense in the league outside of like Golden State and the Wizards, who are literally playing like nobody right and now. How many, all te- their star how many players teams are in, in the, the West, though? Do you have you seen in the last couple of years that all they they win by scoring a lot of points? I'm not saying that and the Lakers, but they also play defensively defense. either. But you know, so it's going to be who's going to score more points. That's the kind of. But, they're just gonna but, run up the score, which I don't. But love. you know, saying, I don't LeBron love that. James I don't love that as as a as a basketball fan, but LeBron, that's how the league is. That that's see, I think that's that's not true. LeBron James and Anthony Davis are excellent defenders. LeBron James is one of the best guys. defenders in the league. The, the Portland Trailblazers have Jr. Nobody is not going to do anything for you. Jr. Smith is a better defender than yeah. anyone on Portland right now. Jr. Smith might do something for you. It's nothing good. The Lakers, chime in here. I want, I want, I want to know. You're sitting I, back there chuckling. I and hold on, one more, and one yeah. more point. Yeah. I, as I said, with the mellow thing too. I mean, this is Portland's like worst season in how many years? So I just, I, what is the hype for a 34 and 39 basketball team that doesn't play defense? What? What is the hype? Well, the hype is that Dame has scored what, like a hundred and sixty points Dame, in three right, years outside so, of Damian Lillard. Well, that's right. the hype, right? So the 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 theory that there, this is going to be a competitive matchup is totally based upon the fact, or based upon the idea that Dame Lillard is going to be able to keep up that scoring. And theoretically, it's probably not going to happen. Right? <laughs> that's my point. To, you're just not yes. going to be able to, I think, keep that up. And if, even if he does it, this is where it gets interesting in the seven-game series. Is that, say, game one, he goes off for 55. And they got, they got really good coaches on both sides. They're going to make adjustments. Things are going to change. And he's probably not going to do that game after game after game. And I think when you get into the playoffs and you get into these longer series – experience really, really matters. And that's why I know that it sounds like a trotted theory, but to, but I think that's why I always go back to LeBron. He knows how to win these <laughs> series. Like, it's, it's, the, it's the Tom Brady thing. Like, they just do it. They know how to do it. They've been doing it year after year after year after year after year. Like, he just knows how to adjust. He knows how to make his teammates better. And his second best player is Anthony Davis. So Davis. Marcus yeah. said, who do you have? You got LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Yes, please. Like, I mean, who, who, <laughs> like, like, I mean, I'll take those two pretty much any day of the week. So I think that this could be, you know, I think that it could go, I don't think it's going to be a sweep. I think it could go five or six. I do think that the Lakers still have some things that they need to figure out. I think it could be good for the Lakers to have something that's a little bit more competitive for the first round. But when it's all said and done, I think that those two, LeBron and Anthony Davis, just are too good. They know how to play this kind of basketball this time of year, this time of year being a relative term. But I think that uh, they know how to do it. And I think unless Dame decides to go for 70 every game, it's going to be really hard for them to to win this. And again, I'm not saying they're going to beat them, but they're going to give them a run. No, they're not. No, they're not. Well, giving them a run, no, they're not. They're just not. I mean, we we will have to wait and see. Well, I mean, I we'll wait and goes, see, of course. I think it goes around. I think it goes about six games. They're going to be close games, and <laughs> you know the, that's the thing that I'm seeing with the Blazers. At least they hang around. And they hang in there, so they have that shot at the end. But I 
I know the Lakers have Anthony that, Davis and, and LeBron and, James, but, and this is you know there's only so. The, but here's the thing, though. The reason Portland has, I mean, they they made it to the playoffs, right? It's great. Dame dropping 61, 50. I think it was what three straight great games of fifty plus, um, or it was like the combination of the Something three games is the most that, by yeah. any other player. Yeah. Um, but that's what it took to beat the Mavericks, the Grizzlies, and the Nets. And to win by a thin margin in all those games. So that just tells you the lack of support. And all, Mel- dude, again, I love Carmelo Anthony. And I'm kind of like mixing in the debates here a little bit. But like, he's basically playing the role of Robert Ori right now on a much less, like, you know, talented team than those Laker teams. But he, his job is to stand in the corner and shoot open threes. And honestly, he hasn't been hitting a lot of them. Like, he hit the one in Memphis. I saw that. But they were already up three, so they probably were going to win the game anyway. Um, it's just... I'm not that impressed, man. I'm, I'm sorry. Like, I want to be... I just think this is the only storyline we have right now. And the other storyline was the Phoenix Suns, which I think what Devin Booker did was absolutely amazing. And I really wanted to see them get into the playoffs. Because um, I would have... You know, I just... I mean, it's fun. Again, They're all young guys, and no I, I, I think Bell the future of Devin. Score thirty points a game. He's doing what he should have been. He could have been doing in OKC or in Houston. And he just didn't want to, but now he's you know sure. He's, he's it's just in a better I, I mindset. Know. He's he's back. He wants, but he'll get you fifteen to twenty points a game. That's all you really need from him. And uh, well, more on the. F- 15 side. Fine. He'll <laughs> yeah. get you 15. <laughs> Don't he go to yeah. Yesterday. But I'm just you know, he'll get you the 3, he'll get you a post up and that turnaround jumper when, you know, I'm trying to think who what other I, I just like, I, uh, yeah. Caruso's guarding him or something like that. It's And again, it's not I just team. That's the thing. It's not his team. <laughs> know, it's Dame I, and CJ. Even when Dame wasn't scoring yesterday, CJ McCollum goes off for 20 in one quarter, you know? It's they have he has another guy that can get points when he's not scoring. Not arguing is, getting points. Team can get points. That's all they can do. And get. they got stops. So, you know, they can play and they play I'm not saying they're a great <laughs> de- or even a really good defensive team. They're horrible. They got back into these barbecue games, chicken. Playing a barbecue little defense, chicken. You know, and that's all you need and to say to say Dave can't yeah. do it for seven games. He did it through two and a half series last year. You know, he can. We have all seen that he can. Not saying that he should want to or should have to, but he can do it if he, if he needs to. And again, gonna, I'm not saying they're to. going to beat the Lakers. <laughs> I'm on record saying they are not going to beat the Lakers. I know that. But they will make it interesting. More interesting than Phoenix would have done it or if Memphis would have done it. Or the Magic. Um, Magic, we already know we're going home fast. Yeah, that's they're, they're they're booking a trip. I I I think yeah. it is a really so bad far. matchup because the Lakers are really good and Portland is not, and they don't play defense. So Dame's got to score seventy a game to probably still lose by a few points. So um, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, that that's that's really it, right? That, that, that's sports, you know. You got to play the games. We'll see. You want to? I mean, do we want to make a little side bet here of Portland uh, forcing it to to six games? Or what do you Over think? Under five. I mean, sure, I, yeah. 
Why not? What do you got? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing. Um, oh, man. And listen, man, I just want to, for the record, I, I'm a mellow guy. I love mellow. What he did for New York, I, I've always been a supporter of mellow, but I, I just have trouble hyping a guy dropping 15 points a game, playing no defense on a team that scores 140 points a game uh, collectively as a team. I just, I'm like, I don't know, man. Deion Waiters is doing that in L.A. Like, I just, okay, okay. I don't know. Call me Deion crazy. Deion Waiters is not going to be in the game down the stretch asking to get buckets. <laughs> I, I know that much. Oh. <laughs> uh. So Roger, do you, do you who do you think won that argument? <laughs> I'm gonna give that round to Jason. That's because I took that's because I took LeBron's side. That's not fair. That's not fair. <laughs> okay, next up, other big talking. Uh, you hear in the buzz, Michael Porter Jr. Okay, now I'm gonna say it. The Knicks had their chance to take him in the draft. He fell, and like a lot of other teams, I mean, a lot of other teams, didn't want their health risk. And there still is that risk of re-injury. Guy had back problems. We don't know how his career is going to play out, but we've gotten to see him play. And Michael Porter Jr. has been lighting it up. The guy's been phenomenal. Um, Double doubles. um, Last few games, I think he was only playing like 20 minutes a game. They they cut his minutes because I think everything was set. I think we're going to see him in the playoffs, uh, putting up some big numbers again. Do you think it is safe to say that the Knicks made a bad decision by passing up on Michael Porter Jr.? I mean, but like you said again, 13 (laughs) other teams whiffed on him too. So I don't want to put it all on the Knicks making a bad decision. Uh it is the Let's Talk Knicks podcast, so I'm and I agree a lot of teams made a mistake possibly, but over Knox. Me personally, when a guy's got a broken back, I don't know how and and you're trying to rebuild your franchise, I don't know that you take that risk on him. The Nuggets were al- already a good team, and I think that's I think that's also why you're seeing him excel as much as he is because yep. he's in a much better situation. That's- you know, he's not being asked to be part of like the next young core of, the, I, of that team he's on a team that was the number two seed in the west last yep. year you know like they and he's got better coaching around him he's got stability and he's a, he's in a and he's a year older he, yep he yeah, sat out a whole a year too better got situation to, yep. than kevin knox and now that he's getting minutes the, you're getting to see i was gonna say for the record any player that is on any team besides the New York Knicks is usually in a better situation. Yeah, More so <laughs> I don't know that. And again, I don't know if we would if if he had gone to the Knicks, would we see him? Would he appear better than Kevin Knox looks right now? Because of the situation that he would have been in. Yeah. And I think I think there's a lot of factors that's not even on the court that are playing into why he looks better. But again, yeah. it's only, we've only seen yeah. it in a few games. <laughs> like I was like, like talk to me after they win a series and let's see what he does in a series. If he's still putting up yep. 30 points a game. So I can see the pain in your face when you have to answer this question. Cause it's really hard for Nick fans too. 
the the easy answer is yes. Of course, the Knicks should have taken Michael Porter Jr. I love Knox. I want to see him grow. I think he could be a great role player. And I say role player on the Knicks. I don't expect him to be an all-star. Maybe he will. Probably not. Michael Porter Jr., if you've just watched this kid play, this dude is a stud, man. This kid was going to be the number one pick before he got injured. He's coming back from this injury. We don't know. It was the same kind of thing with KP. We're worried about his injuries moving forward, and that's kind of the thing that Nick fans still hold on to. Like, wait, we got to see what KP's health, man. Tall guy, back, legs, you just never know. But it's like, Nick fans, we we kind of messed up a little bit here. Like, And a lot of teams, and it's not just the Knicks. I understand the Knicks wouldn't be as in, in such a position that Denver's in. I don't think he would be in the in a great position to succeed as much because then there's almost too much pressure on him. I don't know if it would play out the same, but if you watch this kid play basketball for just a couple minutes, you're like, oh, 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 damn, we, I mean, we done messed up. Lot, his game looks <laughs> a lot more up. polished and smoother yeah. than Kevin Knox. I yeah. gotta tell you, Kevin Knox looks yeah. a little too gangly when he's out there. He hasn't yeah. figured out how to move in his body yet. And yeah. it's, I think... But I want to see what happens after this year because I think the Knicks are putting better people around Kevin Knox to help him develop. They're putting an emphasis on developing these younger guys because I think it's the direction they need to go. Don't try to bring in these, you know, all the vets and try to get them on on board and everything. No, let's just see what you can do with this younger core. And I would want to, I would include Kevin Knox in there because he needs, he's needed a couple years to get sure. going. And I think Tibbs is the guy. They bring in Payne from Kentucky, <laughs> somebody who knows his game. Will he maybe have an effect on Julius Randle too? I hope so. Oh, but <laughs> I think I think Kevin and and Tibbs even said co- coming in is like if guys aren't getting the minutes during the games, put him in the G League and let let him get some play. And I think sure. that was a move they were hesitant to do last year and they have to be open to that now. Yeah. And I think I, and again, I've been hard on Kevin Knox. I've been yeah, you have. More than I have. Than, I've been way harder on him than you have. And I think he's got... I've watched some highlights. He's got the tools to, to, to play a certain style. And I think mentally he's just got to get there. And yeah. if Tibbs can't do it, I don't know who can. Sure. Because he's got to stop playing Fortnite. He's got to get over it. He's got to realize <laughs> I'm in the NBA now. I got I to gotta yep. figure out how to win some games. He can he, he has those tools. Is he going to be better than Michael Porter Jr.? I don't I don't no, know. No, no. The answer is no. The answer is absolutely <laughs> not. That's and that's the point. It's like Michael Porter Jr. is going to be an all star in this league. I, I'm I feel comfortable already saying that just watching this kid play in in a 38 minute game and his skill offensively. He gets rebounds. I mean, this dude can play and he's still really young if he stays healthy. That's the only that's I mean, the only Rush, question. As mark. an impartial here who's watching. I mean the the Cavs missed on whipped on him too. So yeah. See, I don't think I think I don't think either the Cavs nor the Knicks are the team that takes a player like that. You guys, Marcus, you hit the nail exactly. on the head. That's you you good teams take those kind of players because good teams have way less to risk with, with that kind of situation. Like if they if they miss out on a first round player and and they take somebody who's got a bad back who have barely played college basketball, barely even saw. And he's bad, then general manager's gonna get fired right away. If you're the Nuggets and you're already gonna make the playoffs regardless, and you can give him a year to 
to figure out the system and basically even forget that you had him. Oh yeah, I forgot we had this guy who was a first rounder because we already have all these other really good players and we're already winning a bunch of games. Let's see what this guy can do. Oh, he's actually really, really good. Oh, that's great. So I think when you're a good team, you can take those kind of calculated risks. And when you're a bad team, you just can't do it. I think it's too much it's too much pressure on 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 the player, right? To what you guys said. If he if he came Every single news article, every single podcast would be, how is this kid progressing? How is he progressing? In Denver, they probably weren't even worried about it. Like I said, they weren't even thinking about him. They probably forgot about him. So I think if you, I think it, it, it's not the right strategy for those kind of teams. I think fast forward, when the Knicks are in a little bit better of a situation, then they can make those kind of moves. Then they can take those kind of risks. But for now, now... You can make the argument whether Kevin Knox was or wasn't the right choice. That's maybe a different conversation. But for now, at least you're picking a player who played. At least you're picking a player with uh, less concern about injury. And I think that helps. It makes a little bit more sense. I think what's interesting, though, what we haven't really discussed, is how good Denver could be moving forward, right? Like, Denver's been a really, really solid team for the last couple of years. Now you've got potentially another all-star that you got number 13 or 14 or 15, wherever they picked him for basically nothing. And if he does turn out to be as good as you say, he's going to be Jason, which I think you might be right. That could be really interesting for Denver and it could maybe change the whole dynamic of the West. Oh, that's very well that's said. Dang, right. I like that. Was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. It's it, honestly, it's just been fun to watch that guy play. Um, you know, and as I said, I'm I'm a Knox fan. I, I think Knox still can be uh, a very good player for the Knicks, and I, I'm excited about Knox. I don't I don't want my positive uh, remarks about MPJ to take away from Knox. I just think that yeah, everyone everyone just missed out on this guy, and it it I hear what you're saying about taking those risks. I mean, sometimes I wish the Knicks would start taking some risks because. They, they kind of need to at some point, um, but you couldn't have seen the future. And we still don't know. We still don't know if his health is going to, is going to stick around and if he's going to be okay. So we'll see back issues always make me nervous, man. Like, yeah, he's really young right now, so he can kind of get through it, but you're right. Even when he gets to like, you know, 30, like, is it, is that back going to hold up? I, I think he's six, six, eight, six, nine. He's, he's a pretty big dude too. No, it's not. I mean, six ten. Jeez, yeah, guy's unreal. Is he? <laughs> yeah, six he foot ten. Like 6'10. <laughs> yeah, maybe he's closer to six eight. You know, they embellish yeah. those a little bit. This was supposed to be a number one pick, you know, and dropped all the way to fourteen. Yeah, so for the, sure. do- the the doctors were very concerned about his back, clearly. Um, and like you said, you know, Denver they were able to do it, so they did, and yeah, it's looking looking pretty good. <laughs> I good, feel like Denver, good, good man, always good. God. All right. You got any more NBA? Any NBA uh, hot takes? I'm sweating over here. Getting a little. I mean, I don't. Yeah, heated. I had to get. I had to get a drink of water. I was. That seemed like a tie. I feel like no one really won that. I feel we all like kind of. It's good discussion. We kind of agree with yeah. with one of each other. Yeah. I'll take the win. Yeah. Give me a give me a one. <laughs> all right, Marcus. What do you got for me? Hit me. With uh, some Knicks news, uh, NBA news? Yeah, we're pretty, we're, or just whatever. Yeah, let's let's run through some quick ones, I think. I think we've been 
we've been chiming in on some NBA stuff for a while. Kind of. I mean, we can go just general sports debates, life debates, pop culture debates. Yeah. Okay. I got one for you. Well, it's not really a debate. It's more of a discussion because I saw this and I mentioned it to Raj the other day. I don't know if you and I talked about it, but we've discussed a lot on this podcast about reboots. And Oh, yeah, we have. We've seen oh, a couple new okay. ones that are in the making right now. And one that we uh, we did talk about on a, a couple episodes ago as one of our favorite movies, uh, A League of Their Own, yep, has a that. reboot coming with... Uh, the girl from Broad City, I think, is behind that one. I don't know how yep. much I love that. I do love the movie. I think she's <laughs> kind of funny. Maybe she's a yeah. good writer. Maybe they can make it work. But I saw there's another one that made some headlines this week, and that's a Fresh Prince reboot. Ooh. And I don't know if you remember, I think it was a year ago, that this guy just made his own trailer for... The Fresh Prince. Yes, I remember you sent me that. Yeah, I remember you sent me that. And it got picked up, and that is being made into the Fresh Prince reboot. So it's going to be a serious take on the Fresh Prince. And I don't know how I feel about it. I don't, again, I don't love all of these reboots. I think it's enough. We need some more interesting creative movies and TV shows. But it's an interesting way to do it. And Will Smith is backing it. Like, he's behind it, too. So, hmm. It's, it'll be, I think, interesting to see what they do, but I'm curious, yeah, if you've seen the trailer, yeah. what, what do you guys... I, I remember seeing that trailer. I, my whole feeling on reboots in general is that I think we're getting to an age now where we're aware of the reboots, but I think reboots have been happening since TV started. Like, we just, like, we didn't know when we were younger. We're just like, oh, what's this new show? And, like, if you talk to your parents, I'm like, oh, yeah, there was a show about something like that way back when that was in black and white, like... It, it's been going on I mean, for a while. It was the We're Flintstones, just... it was the Honeymooters. But, you know, it's... Yeah. So uh, there, you can always pull for something. I'm always up for a good reboot. I mean, I don't, I don't get offended. Usually they're not as good as the original. Sometimes they are. Let's throw it out there and see what happens. So I'm, I guess I'm kind of indifferent. Yeah, let's a League of Their Own, sure. Great movie. Could be a good show. It sounds like it has a good cast. Uh, Fresh Prince probably won't be very good. I mean, is, is what I would... Yes, but well, what we know wouldn't be good is yeah. just doing the Fresh Prince again, right? It's just like having like another version of the Fresh Prince. We know that won't be good. Yeah. So like to have like Carlton as like the old like uh, dad who's like now the judge, like that would just not be good. And I feel like that's yeah. what they've continued to try to do. So at least taking a totally different turn at it and putting a little bit of chrome or a little bit of grit as uh, Marcus and I were talking about, <laughs> making, it a, making it not feel so shiny and, and, and same old, same old. Yeah, Raj, I, Raj wants some grit. Yeah, his, wants some grit. I, I feel like it's just always just like the same thing 25 years later and every and it just feels kind of cheesy and corny. So I, I, I applaud them for at least, you know, taking, taking a risk going going at it from a different direction i've been trying to get marcus for the last uh month now to watch a tv show uh called all american i'll, I'll make a uh, i'll put it out there if you guys haven't listened or if you haven't watched i highly recommend all american all american basically is this it's basically this show it's about a kid from crenshaw who was living in a bad situation he got recruited to go play football at but at uh in Beverly Hills and it's very similar. So I think it'll be 
kind of an interesting parallel to see. Uh, and this show has done great. They've uh, they've already done two seasons. They're, they they've yeah. signed on to do I, a third. I can't get behind Tay Diggs I, on television. Can't do I know it. No, Chinquis got Chinquis got challenges <laughs> with, with with Tay Diggs, and I don't totally. I follow Tay Diggs on Instagram, and I've I've since unfollowed him because it's a little too much. But I will say that I think uh, I think I don't know. I think that this one's got a chance. I think if if the if the if the trailer is any indication, I think this this thing's got it. It's got it. It's I got think, some. Yeah, I think it'll be runway. interesting once you get. And that's just that trailer was pretty good. And that's just a guy who made it on his own. You know, no like now that you've got yeah real backing, and I feel like it's gonna come from like HBO Max or probably because they have the rights to the Fresh Prince now, so it's probably gonna be under that umbrella. But it'll be. The, I, I'm interested in that one. I'm the showrunner. The showrunner was like the dude that did uh, Son of Anarchy and. Crash and uh, and I think even hmm. Wire. So he's done some good stuff. It'll be interesting to see. I still have not gotten. I, I'm still in the middle of season two of The Wire. Once once work came up, I stopped watching. So oh, I gotta, yeah, you got to get, gotta get through season two, and then it, and then it, it picks up. Um. All right. Let. So with the debate, I want I want to end it with this because you you brought up a good one, and uh, I've just been thinking about it. <laughs> it's it's tough. Backstreet versus NSYNC. Okay, now listen. Ooh. We come from the era, and I actually want to bring up too, Britney versus Christina, because I think that's equally as important, and I think they kind of go hand oh. in hand. Where if the you generation... want to see something very bizarre, <laughs> follow Britney Spears on Instagram. I yeah. urge everyone else to, because you will be horrified and nervous for her, is all I'm going to say um, on her. So... I don't mind kicking it off if you, if you guys don't mind. I'll I'll, I'll take so, the lead. You I've mentioned that you've been to both concerts, I've, which is interesting. I haven't. Seen I've seen In Sync in concert uh, way back when, and I was in Vegas uh, last year, and I saw the Backstreet Boys in concert. Obviously, they're much older now, so it was a little uncomfortable, uh, but not a bad show. I think when you look at this debate, which has been going on for years now, we get Carson Daly in here. It's kind of like if you want to make a an NBA analogy here, you got Backstreet, who I think is the better. They play better team ball, but Instinct's got the bigger star. They got the LeBron in, in Justin Timberlake. So the and I'm, I'm I gotta go team here. I gotta go Backstreet. When I, when I think about the hits, I I like team ball. This isn't the NBA. This is this is pop. You know, this is this is a whole different ball game. So as a, as a group. I think without a doubt, I'm gonna take Backstreet, and I, I, I prefer I prefer their hits too. It's just a, it's a music preference for me. Um, yeah, I mean I mean I mean I'm Team Backstreet all the way. It's it's it's, always, it's really not that close. Been, uh, this has always been that one and two. Like on TRL, it was always one of the two of them are, are battling for that top spot. <laughs> and I gotta say, like I remember back when. It was between, like, I want it that way and I drive myself crazy. Loves I drive myself crazy. But I want it that way has got a special part, a special place in my heart. They're still playing it, you know? Oh, yeah. If if we were to go do karaoke, I would tell Rush, if you want me to do karaoke, throw in a little (laughs) I want it that way, I will join you on stage. I will do it. You can mark that down right now. But I think I was recently listening to, I did, like, an, uh, an NSYNC Essentials playlist and then i did a backstreet playlist and i was surprised that i do i think i like more of 
Backstreet Boys songs, <laughs> but I think I go. I think I go with the star because Justin wow. is just just. I, I mean, a couple of those hits that they had. I mean, Celebrity. But who's the great album? Front okay. and back. I don't think I could do a full Backstreet album from top to finish. They got a couple Millennium? hits. Millennium? Millennium? Are, are we are we serious right now? No, but they they got what like maybe three songs off of Millennium. <sighs> Dude, I don't. Okay. First of all, I, Roger does not look happy right now having this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Just want to say that. But that's crazy talk. Okay. The better group, but, though. So you're go- I mean, you're picking Joey Fatone over uh, over Nick Lachey? Nick that's not. That's 98 Degrees. That's right, a, is your 98 Degrees being in this conversation? Come on. <laughs> Aaron Carter. That's that's all I got. Sorry. Oh Sorry. Nick Carter. It's not even Aaron Nick- Carter. <laughs> <laughs> You're just killing your argument here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I think I lost this you one. You got guys. Kevin. You think, got uh, you yeah. got AJ. I'll take the L on this one. Who's the guy oh, that went man. to rehab? I don't know. Oh. But <laughs> one quick it's, question uh, before I, before we wrap up. Can can I get one quick question before we wrap up? Yeah. Football. Yes. No. Maybe. Is it He's completely, com- Roger's completely shutting down the conversation. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wait, so, okay, I'll answer that if you pick Backstreet or Sync. Dude, I, you want to compare it to basketball, we compare it to, like, Luke Longley versus Rick Smith. Like, it's the, the two most That's boring fans of all time. That's a pretty good I, matchup right there. I'm the same age as both of you, but I definitely did not go to nearly as many high school dances. I think um, <laughs> I, I think uh, I think that both those bands are, are awful, and um, the music makes me cringe. And um, I did I'll have go, another uh, one. I'll go back to that... people. <laughs> yeah, I did have another one that I pulled out. I pulled out last night that Jason and I have actually argued about. I don't know if it's on this. We have discussed it loosely on this podcast, but. A discussion, a topic that has come up in, in with a movie, and I mentioned it because I, I just happened to be watching it last night. And you have said you have gone on record saying that you think Goodfellas is better, better than, the, than Godfather. the Godfather. Yeah, I like I like it better. I'm not offended if anyone says the Godfather is better. I mean, the Godfather like paved the way for for gangster movies, and Godfather Two is better than Godfather One. So I'd say Godfather Two is more in line with with. Uh, competition of goodfellas but I'm, I'm a goodfellas guy it was kind of the how i was introduced into the gangster movies and I, I i just love it i start to finish i could i mean just every scene is just so iconic and every moment i mean the godfather I, I, is a I film love it. i will say goodfellas that, is not a film it's like scorsese's finest come on it's a good movie but godfather is like a work of art like that's that fine I'm, I'm i'm not gonna argue with that and I don't dis again. I don't dislike good Goodfellas. I don't like, uh, and I, I I've said this before. I don't. I <laughs> no. do not like that laugh throughout that movie. I oh, can't Ray Liotta, it's amazing. For me. That I, uh, I I I can't. I can't. Yeah. But I, I like now that De Niro, man, Godfather too, young De Niro. I like now that we've ignored Roger's question, so he yeah. ignored us. <laughs> ignoring him. Okay, I just wanted um, to get that out there. I, yeah, I can do it. I, we, I, I, hey, I, listen, guys, we we got to wrap. We got to wrap this up anyway. Roger, to answer your question, NFL is one hundred percent happening. Yeah, and I'm so stoked for. Yeah. Would you agree? It's it's gonna happen, right? I don't yeah, even, like that's definitely what I was definitely about. four game season is going to happen. I I I think 
I think there'll be a good four or five game season, and then I think it's and then I think it's going to hell. Really? Oh man, I think we're gonna get playoffs six seventeen. You think it's gonna be a full NFL football season with absolutely one hundred percent back and forth home home? Yeah. How are they still doing it? Like no traveling question. games and everything. Yeah. Oh, no question. Nuts. Yeah, I think uh, uh, you know testing is getting better um, with the bubble. I mean, even Major League Baseball. But there I think, is no bubble. There won't be a bubble. There'll there's not a bubble. Say Major no League bubble. Baseball's had a, has had a few cases here and there, and they're having a couple issues with delaying some of the games. But um, they only play Sundays. They, it's just it's once every Sunday. They don't there's have to play every players. day. Um, I, I think it's going to be fine. And you know, if someone gets COVID and they're out, I think. There'll be players waiting in the wings to, to get in there and play some games. Um, I think 100%. I have no doubt in my mind that football is uh, is going to be fine. Marcus, who I might be in today? denial, but I don't know. <laughs> Should be all right. I haven't thought like I haven't thought what? too much about the NFL just because like they, we, we should be hey. in preseason now, and I wasn't even thinking about it. But it's yeah. uh, can't wait. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know that it goes the full the full season. I don't think it does. And Raj has been oh. has been poking at this for a while that he thinks just all sports are gonna fall apart. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, that's the other thing but... too. Yeah, according to Roger, um, you know, I don't. Not the time. Yeah. But... <laughs> but it just they keep doing it, so we'll we'll see. I'm keeping I'm, that positive I'm attitude. Um, excited for some football. Send me that pick 'em link. Hey. link. Uh, like yeah. To join in. And just quickly before go we Browns. go, Brittany or Christina? Brittany. Christina. Brittany. Alright. Christina's clearly better, but yeah. Brittany wins. Brittany and Backstreet. Yeah. I mean yeah. of course. Yeah. Okay. Well, at least they're both out of their out of their minds right now. So yeah. hashtag free Britney is like a thing. I don't even know what it really means. Um, but she looks yeah. horrified yeah. on yeah. Instagram. I really should have touched up on my backstreet knowledge before uh <laughs> before coming in. I really I blew that one. <laughs> um all right. This has been, oh man, I don't even know what episode we're on. Episode, Marcus, help me out here. 44. All right. We'll have to double check that. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> episode uh, early 40s, 44. I'm not, I'm not confident in that. Oh no, <laughs> yeah. 43. 43. 43. This has been episode 43 of Let's Talk Knicks. You can follow me at Jason Talbot on Twitter, at MChinQui. My man Marcus, you can follow us at Let's Talk Knicks. Or on Instagram at let's underscore talk underscore Knicks. This has been episode 43 in the books. We'll talk to you next time.